Simon Butler here, and this week it's Tau Seti. And I've not got my microphone pointed the right way round. No, I have. I remember seeing this and thinking, oh, finally, you know, a grown-up cerebral game. Miles on light years away from chickens and platforms and strange Jet Set Willy type games. And I thought, this is for me. And boy, was I wrong. No, um, it was for me. But I, again, yet another game that I never completed. But I spent ages, I mean ages, just skimming around on the surface of Tower Seti 3. Um, and as per usual, I never read the instructions until... I'd basically uh, driven myself insane trying to fool myself into believing I was smart enough to figure out what the hell was going on. But it was just something completely fresh, for me anyway. Um, and as I say, it was it was very grown up, very... Not cerebral per se, you know, there were no puzzles or... Um, there was nothing to work to figure out. It was, I don't know, I suppose it was basically like a kind of an, a tank attack, sort of just moving around on one plane, no up or down. Um, but it was just so immersive. I mean, I was reading today about the origins of Tau Ceti and its game engine came from, what's his name, Pete Cook attempting to work out how the spheres in the game Gyron had been created. Now, I won't go into any of that, because it means nothing to me. Um, but for something like this on the Specky to appear, I mean, it, it was a breath of fresh air. Um, games like this, they they weren't rare, but they were... Very few and far between, you know, things like Sentinel and stuff like that. But this, it had that sci-fi tag, which, as I've said elsewhere, turned me right off Elite. But this, I don't know, it was just so lonely. You were there, solitary astronaut on the planet's surface fighting against um, the robot systems of the planet that had gone amok. And it was just... I mean, it would to say it was immersive is being sort of... Oh, it's over-egging the pudding a bit. You had to do an awful lot of the heavy lifting yourself. You know, the, the, the premise was fairly simple... But when you played it, if you were in the right mindset while you were playing it, I mean, Christ knows how how it felt for school kids. I mean, 1985, so I was, uh, let's see, dun, 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 dun. Um, I was 27, 28, so... Yeah, you know, it wasn't aimed at me, or was it? 
Um, I don't know how old the authors of the game were, but it it resonated with the sci-fi nut in me. Um, And while I did manage to get a certain way into the game, I think by 85 I was... Yeah, I was in the industry, so I think... I remember playing it while working at uh, Canvas and I remember sitting in the office on my own after work and I was just lost and I was, I mean, and by that I mean lost in the game. I was just so submerged into the game but being that age... Um, the siren call of girls in the pub lured me away and my immersion into this game grew less and less but it is a game that stayed with me I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a game that gets enough um, press you know people go for the easy options but games like Tau Ceti um, like I say, they were thinking person's games. It was, um, it was intellectual. It was a clever game. And I don't just mean um, clever in the way it had been coded. It, was, it required thought. It required planning. It required um, concentration. Not that your knee-jerk platform jumps don't require concentration, but this was just on a different level. And like I say, sitting in the office on my own, um, playing this, and it was just, it was magical, absolutely magical. These kind of games are, when when you create something that's, takes people to another planet and you become the captain of uh, a skimmer, a pilot, sorry, of a skimmer moving around an alien world um, with graphics that they weren't the -the run-of-the-mill kind of things that you expected on the spectrum. They just weren't. And so they weren't bold. It was all... 3D, but 3D from that era on those kind of machines was very bitty and it had a kind of raw element to it that added even more to the atmosphere of the whole thing. I mean, like I say, I never completed it. I've never um, watched a walkthrough to see what happens at the end. I have a feeling that I'd be bitterly disappointed if I saw the ending Um, so this mysterious game needs to be left a mystery for me you know no doubt somebody will walk up to me at an event having heard this and say oh by the way Tau Ceti ends like this well however it ends I I don't think I don't think I'd be uh, disappointed I don't think I'd be surprised. 
if it ended disappointingly. Put it that way. Um, the vast majority of games, you just kind of get a little screen where it goes, congratulations, you won, Earth is saved, you know, hurrah. Um, and I have to say that those kind of endings in games, uh, that's, I know it was part and parcel of that era, but it didn't sit very easily with me, you know, um, after flogging yourself for countless hours or whatever um, on whatever game you were playing and then just getting a text message, I was always bitterly disappointed. Um, I grew to accept it over over time, but it never took away the, the sour taste in my mouth. So Tau Ceti, the, the mysterious Tau, planet Tau Ceti 3, I prefer to leave the ending of that veiled in mystery. Um, and I just hope that at whatever events I go to this year, maybe the topic of conversation will turn to this wonderful little game because it deserves to be spoken about far more than it does. Um, I think maybe because it is a little bit highbrow, um, if such a sobriquet can be thrown its way, um, maybe people don't find it as immediate. Um, but for me, it is one of those... It's kind of the... Yeah, it's it's like um, there's Flash Gordon, there's Buck Rogers, and then there's Isaac Asimov, iRobot. And it's that side of sci-fi it's away from the ray guns and spaceships and it's the thinking man's sci-fi and because of that i like it all the more